Welcome to episode 15 of the Sports Therapy Podcast. We got a good one for you this week as we discuss the variety of topics that all manage to center around sports, of course. The topics include a hilarious story about my dad cheating and madden back in the day, KTO's thoughts on the college football playoff, then we get into whether or not the college football video game will ever come back, and we each give our unique take on what we felt was the perfect environment to watch a football game before the whole pandemic situation. Also, we got a treat because this was recorded on Monday morning before the Bengals' historic upset of the Steelers. To close out the episode, I go on a hilariously wrong yet impassionate rant about how the Bengals have absolutely no chance and refusing to get my hopes up. Of course, as it usually goes when it comes to the Bengals, I was wrong yet again. But honestly, who the hell cares? What am I, a psychic? We got the dub and it felt great. Hashtag who that. But honestly, who the hell? But honestly, who the hell cares? What am I, a psychic? We got the dub and it felt great. Hashtag who that. Me and KTO want to send a huge thank you to everybody that's been rocking with us up to this point. We're 15 episodes in and we're coming to the end of the year and we definitely want to go out while engaging with y'all. So we're going to be doing an end of year Q&A. Leave any questions you have in the comment section and remember we're leaning towards an end of the year theme so we'll probably be gravitating to questions that fit that theme. Other than that, that's enough for the intro. It's time to jump in. Good money. Sweet. Holiday times, man. Are you a Christmas guy? No, I'm not not? a holiday guy at all. I mean, I really can't answer that. I just don't really care that much. But it's like, you know, you become this stuff because other people that you care about are holiday people. You know, obviously I got a son now, so, you know, you got that. But, you know, we buying a house this year, so no gifts. Like the last couple years, I've been, I've really been on it. I've really been getting everybody gifts and stuff like that. But this year, bro. You know, people will understand. Like this year, we not buying gifts. We just, yeah, we just trying to make sure we right. You know what I'm saying? We good this year. So I'm, I'm waiting on gifts from other people. Like it's time yeah. for other people to hook me up this year. Like <laughs> hold me down. If you, if any of my family watching this video, bro, I need it. Whatever it is, if that sound bar you saw, yep, we need it. That, <laughs> like whatever the TV you seen on sale, I need it. Like give me everything. You know what I'm saying? Are you like a gift guy where? the gifts you want you don't know or do you like to ask for specific things and get like what you ask for i'm i'm very very specific to the point Mm -hmm. where i probably won't even ask you for nothing because like you probably already got it you feel me like i'm not gonna wait to christmas nine times out of ten to get something that i actually want so usually with gifts bro it's just a bonus you know what i'm saying sometimes i get a cool like my sister my mom somebody give me a dope jacket or something that i could that i could wear and so you know that'd be straight yeah. The best worst part about Christmas and getting older for me is as a kid, you can't buy whatever you want. So the thing you want, you're like, maybe it's like the game that year that came out. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't get it. I don't have enough money. So it's like, I'm just hoping that I wake up on Christmas morning, getting that new call of duty or, uh, the two K that year that I didn't get at launch yeah. because I was never like a, I wasn't like a launch title kid unless it was NCAA. Every other mm-hmm. game was kind of like a, I eventually got it down the road the christmas noob can you remember your top three most wanted gifts growing up that you actually got that's tough that's tough because every year you think that what you are asking for you want the most you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's tough i the the thing the only thing on the top of my head isn't even a christmas gift it was the first thing i bought for myself that Mm -hmm. i wanted so badly it was a psp ah and, you know, it's at that time when I'm starting to work for the first time. I'm like 13, 
ish seventh grade. And my dad's kind of trying to give me the lesson. that's like, Hey, you don't want to just spend something on like, you don't want to get something that won't matter to you eventually. Mm-hmm. And I was riding the bus every day where I was the, like the first stop. So it was like 45 minutes every day. Yeah. And oh it sucked because the bus is cold when it's the first stop. Yeah. And, and all I could think about was all these kids had their PSPs and I was so pissed cause I wasn't one of those kids. So <laughs> I saved up like <laughs> 200 bucks. I ended up getting the PSP and I got, I got a couple of good games like midnight club three. I ended up getting GTA Vice city and then I played NCAA football. And if you ever played NCAA football on PSP, it's trash. It's the worst game. Oh, it's terrible, dude. (sighs) Unplayably bad. Like it's just stupid. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, those, the PSP saved me for like two years of riding the bus. So that was, that was sweet. That was, what about you, man, for the Christmas gifts? (laughs) Actually, super similar. Um, the ones I can remember, and I, I said they're the top three because they're the only ones I really remember. I got a Game Boy Color one year, uh, and I really mm. wanted that because I had a standard Game Boy, big fat. All I had on it was Tetris. I got a Game Boy Color with Pokemon Yellow. Because I had played Pokemon Red and Blue, my, but it was my cousin's system. It was my cousin Game Boy on the Game Boy Pocket. So I got that Game Boy Color. That was one of the biggest ones. I was all in church. Every, like you know what I'm saying? We went out to like my uh, my family's house for the holidays and stuff. I used to be pretty bored because everybody's just a lot of grown people talk telling jokes and stuff that I don't get. So now I could play my little game. So it was that. Damn, I said top three. That's really the only one I remember. Oh, we got a basketball goal one year, mm. and uh, man, I wanted a four wheeler, but I I never got the four wheeler. Oh, that's a. I mean, that's a big gift, you know. Like yeah, it is. How many siblings did you have? Two. And my mom, she started just giving us, uh, we have like a one or $200 Christmas budget. Limit. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of how it was for us too. So always every year was that $60 game. So mm. my Christmas days, I think back and it's like that rush of nostalgia is the smell of the wrapping paper while mm. I'm sitting on the couch playing that game I got that year. I can smell like the wrapping paper from all the presents being opened. I'm wearing like the yearly bottoms that i got that year like the uh the i'm blanking on it it's just like you go to sleep in pajama bottoms yeah pajamas jeez pajamas yeah uh we'd get pajamas every year on christmas eve (laughs) yeah yeah very tough but sitting in pajamas playing 2k that year or whatever game just that was it that was christmas day your dad's not a gamer huh you know, he's he's gonna listen to this. He'll probably text me, but he was like, <laughs> he was all about we'd play like a few games every now and then. But I started being able to beat him pretty consistently because I knew all the cheese mm. plays in in Madden or something. And he'd just be like, "This game sucks." <laughs> and then he he was always working, and I was always playing. So it's like that gap kept getting just bigger. Kept growing. <laughs> and yeah. by the time I was like 12, 13, he stopped playing, and then. It was just me and my brother playing, and he didn't play with us at that point. <laughs> See, I didn't realize how lucky I was, but I'm really just thinking about it now. But my dad is a like an actual gamer to the point where that $60 game, that's not my gift. That's his gift. You feel me? So now I could play. Oh, yeah. Is he going to get Madden? And it was NBA Live at first, and then at some point it switched to 2K once Live fell off. Yeah. But he's going to get those every year. So all I got to do is go get like the little goofy adventure game. Let me get Crash Bandicoot. You feel me? Let me get that. And then I can mix them all in. But, uh, yeah. bro, my dad, this dude, I wonder do he remember this. I don't know if he's going to watch this. He might. 
that if you watching this, tell me if you remember this. You cheated me so hard one time, bro. I was playing him. I probably had the Bengals, but I can't remember. He had the Cowboys. And um, he was playing, like, in his season. And he was like, yeah, you can play. Bro, I played a game. This man is killing me. And normally, <laughs> we was pretty evenly matched. Like, I was never great at me. We was about, about evenly matched. And I couldn't do nothing. My dad was a, a police officer. So he got called to work. He had to leave, like, in the middle of the game. Left it pause. I go look at this man's roster. Every single player on the team is 99. Everything, oh. bro. His center was a 99 speed, dog. <laughs> I was like, this man really just, like, he cheated me so hard, bro. And, you know, he clearly ran through me. But that's when that's I learned. So it's like, you know, at this point, it's, it's win at all costs. Yeah. You know, whatever it takes, we got to get this dub, bro. Dude, that's, that's the stuff so I do to my brother. That's so funny because <laughs> I'm thinking about my dad. And my dad would have never known how to do that stuff. Like mm. he was like the, okay, we'll jump on the play now, pick the default teams, play yeah, one yeah, game yeah, yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. And I think it's probably because he grew up on like Tecmo Bowl and those kind yeah. of games where it's like you just play. You don't yeah, like yeah, do yeah. anything special. And then games evolved so fast when he wasn't playing that it's like the level of complexity to games. All of a sudden you can do franchise mode. You can pick and trade players. You yeah. can like change their overall, like the ideas of that. It's like. I understood that when I was young, but he just understands you just play. So I never had to worry to about that. The, he used to buy the strategy guys, bro. Oh, like, man, that's so what will happen. Yeah. Awesome. Like I'll go in his closet and stuff like that. I'm snitching on myself now. I go in his closet because he used to have all the like the fly jerseys. Like he have like every Cowboys jersey you could imagine. So, you know, if I'm going to a game or something that night, I'm, I'm going to go grab me a jersey real quick. You know, we used to yeah. wear big clothes back then anyway. So I throw on a Cowboys jersey, and I found the strategy guy. And I was like, yo, this man was pulling out all the stops. Like, he wasn't playing around. He had the strategy guy. He had the souped-up team. He'd be practicing. He'd be in practice mode all the time just to beat me and, like, probably his brother and, like, his group of four or five friends that played the game. Like, he was going all in, bro. <laughs> and... You know, I guess I can learn a lot from that, man. You gotta, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do to take. Dude, that's up. that's so cool to hear because you know the idea of gaming, at least where I come from, it's like all the old men don't like they would never play video games. Like the idea that yeah. every dad I knew was like, "Don't waste your time on that shit." Like it's just uh, <laughs> like get outside kind of thing. Yeah. So to hear that, like I know your dad's probably older. He's not like young. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? nah, my dad so, is fifties. It shows that old dudes will play too. Bro, That's my cool. dad, I, I yeah. love that. He was a diehard. He was a like a franchise <clears throat> player, like through and through. Yeah. But you know, he a diehard football. He played football. Diehard Cowboys <clears throat> fan. So yeah, he he yeah. really only got into Madden like that, like that deep. But yeah, he was in there. He was in there. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, that's that's sweet. And you said like he had all the jerseys. It was so funny because I grew up a big jersey kid. Like in every school photo of me, like when it's like the class photo, you see me in like my Jamal Lewis jersey or my Jerome Bettis jersey. But my dad, funny enough, was not a Browns fan. He was a Broncos fan, but he had a Tim Couch jersey. He said he like Mm. bought it at a thrift shop for like five bucks or something. He's Mm. like, oh, football jersey. Sure, I'll get it. So he always wore a Browns Tim Couch jersey for no reason. That and a and an Eddie George jersey. My dad had an Eddie George jersey too. My dad's a Cowboys fan, but that Steve McNair connection, you know what I'm saying? Steve McNair was yeah. all corn. We live right there. So we was also like Titans fans on the side. We all was. When Steve McNair was there. So yeah, we had the Eddie George jersey. We had the McNair jersey. Uh Dyson. Um, Eric Dyson. Yeah, it was a few of them, bro. 
There's yeah. a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's interesting just because I grew up in a place where there was no pro sports teams. So everyone I knew Same. cheered for random teams. It was like mm-hmm. weird. It's like, yeah. it was whoever was hot. So college football, it was like, oh, I'm a USC fan. Like so many people were USC fan because yeah. obviously they were big yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then, uh, Pro sports, it was Seahawks, Broncos, usually. But then it was really random. Like kids, you show up to school on like pro sports day or whatever, or like team day, and it's just such a mixed bag. There's not like a lot of like similar <laughs> Is it teams. not like that? Like in places, like if I was in New England, like because that seems so normal to me because I'm from a place with no pro team yeah. also. But like, I guess when you go to these places where there's like a, a a really good team that's kind of a staple of the city, when you go to school, when you go to these places, everybody wearing the same jersey, that's got to be hella weird, bro. Yeah. Because like, it, the variety where I'm from is crazy. It's like you will see all kind of jerseys and the shoes yeah. to match. You feel me? So. Yeah. The the one thing I can say is since I grew up in a diehard college town for Boise State, it was like ride or die Boise State. They're actually one of the biggest brands like locally, like in their region, even though they're a smaller school, just because it's like, that's all there is. It's Boise State football or die. Mm. And so there's a lot of blue and orange going around in those parts. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I can understand it. Cause I can see like, if you grew up in like a, in a city where like that team was good, like new England, then yeah. it makes sense. But I guess you just, people comment down below. If you grew up in like a diehard pro sports town, if it's like at all diverse, like there's probably kids that, are fans of other teams just because they don't like be part of the crowd, you know? Yeah. But it's definitely different than when you grow up in like a non, uh, yeah, a non pro sports town like we did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but dude, did you, uh, oh, actually, I don't want to get into the, the talk yet because I was thinking about the, the game tonight because it's like a weird game. The Steelers, I know you're probably not even going to watch. Um, but it'll be on. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I might not watch. I don't know yet. It depends what my wife Do, is doing. Have you been watching college football at all? Not a single game. A were single you game. ever? A, no, you you never said that you were a big college football fan, right? Like I was just, never big on college football. Like I'm. It's if you watch my channel, you you'll kind of see how, the type of football fan I am. I'm a Bengals fan, and then I just fall in love with certain players. Yeah. Right. So when Deshaun Watson was at Clemson, people thought I was a Clemson fan, but I was never a Clemson fan. I just was a Deshaun Watson fan. Yeah. So what happens is you start to learn about the whole team. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. that's kind of how I that's how I move around college. If there's a player that just get me excited for whatever reason, I watch them play every week. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. this year, I just didn't really have that. Like I kind of took a I took a step back and then the, you know the COVID thing is weird. Yeah. So like Yeah, this I season's been, been weird. Yeah, the the thing was because I, I texted you before we started that I did like a I'm do, I'm working on like a rant video right now. Right, 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 right. And I never do that. Like I don't make rant videos. That's not what I do. Right. And it's because I I don't pay attention to college football as much now. But I I got an update on my phone. It's like oh check out the bracket. It's all locked in with like the eyes emoji. And I so I click the on same it. Same as it was last year. And it is Alabama. Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. And right when I saw it, I just got pissed. Like, I was just so pissed. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm so pissed because I don't even watch, but I'm pissed. So I drink some coffee. So I was obviously a little more amped than normal. But I was, like, storming around my house just, like, talking about it to myself. Like, this is this is stupid shit. Like, what the, 
what is this? And I was, and I just uh, started writing. And then I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a video on this because I'm just so pissed about Did you. you re- so you recorded it already? Yeah. I've recorded the audio for it and I should dope. get it up tomorrow. Actually. That's okay, my plan. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. I'm going to definitely check. I got to see out. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, you don't do many, many rant videos. I'm sure. No, it's, it's going to be like a hybrid video slash rant. I'm not just going to be like a, it's not just me on camera or anything. I'm not on camera. Yeah. It's just me doing kind of my format. Cause I'm going to talk about like the BCS system a little bit and talk about the college football playoff and how it's been so far. And yeah, just, just my frustrations with it. I've been, I've been thinking about it for like 24 hours straight. So that's like what's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> stuff, bro. That's yeah. Up, bro. Yeah. It should be interesting, man. I'm going to definitely check it out. Well, I know that you do a lot of rant videos. I don't know if I do a lot of rant videos, but I definitely do them. I guess I, going I off of my scale of none. It's right, 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 right. So it's kind of the same with you, like, as what you do it, though. Like, I usually, it's usually kind of a hybrid. It's not the same as a a typical rant. I got one or two that's just straight up rants. Like, when y'all signed Odell Beckham, I was pissed. I remember I made a video because I wasn't pissed at y'all. I was pissed because I was looking at my team, and I was like, the Browns doing everything they could possibly do to get better. And like we wasn't turning over no stones, and yeah. I, you know, it was make it made me mad. So I did a rant video on that. But like, anytime I feel strongly about something, you gotta let the rant video fly, bro. Just let them fly. And people, you know, people generally get it. Like it's it's a rant video. This is like in a vacuum. So like, yeah. if I really stood back from this and broke everything I've said in this video down, probably like seventy percent of this, I won't even feel like this in three days when I calm down. But yeah. that's the whole point of the rant video to capture how I'm feeling right in that moment and just post it. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I like. I I get it because that's exactly how this video is. I could feel like my uh, almost like my blood pressure at this level, and it's like <laughs> the perfect amount for me to be like, okay, I got to get this written down while I'm feeling this way, mm-hmm. because a lot of it is justified true. Like I am frustrated with how it is because, you know, I love following. I loved following college football growing up, but then when it's uh, when it's how it is, when it's like the same teams and there's doesn't seem like the little guys have a shot. And it's not that I'm just about like everyone should have an equal shot. It's just it's so boring. It's like yeah. what am I tuning into? Yeah. And then the also the like the kid part of me wants a, a bigger tournament setting for like if NCAA ever comes back, like having like a 16 or, or a 24 team playoff in the video game itself. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would be Man, sick. I got to send a shout out to the cats at Operation Sports, bro. The cats at Operation Sports that do the NCAA rosters, bro, I've been up on, and I know so many players, like randomly, that's in the league now, and I've never been like a big college football guy as far as watching the product, but obviously I was always big on the game. Yeah. Aaron Jones. I was on Aaron Jones for everybody. My first series ever, the UTEP series, Aaron Jones was the star of my team from day one. I was like, yo, whoever this dude is on this one-star team, dog. Yeah. Dude named DeAndre Guyton, who played for uh, – God damn it, I'm forgetting who he played for. I think it's the Chargers. But uh, he played at UAB or North Texas. I'm forgetting. It was one of my green teams. But uh, he was a dog for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Blasson, yeah. Austin. It's like a, it's so many like sleeper dudes that I remember specifically 
from my NCAA series and I see them in the league like doing their thing and it'd be fire, bro. Like I don't ever make no videos trying to be like, I was the first one to discover this dude and nothing like that because it was completely by accident. I was just playing the damn game and he was just he was just making plays, you feel me? It ain't like I was scouting him since high school or something. But like them dudes really came through because they, even without me being deep into like actual college football, they really, like, I feel like I was because, like, my knowledge of, like, all of these random, obscure players is is pretty damn high. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's, it's pretty cool, bro. That's just the beauty of college football. Like, I think if you can watch both, that's the ultimate, like, you see the talent play out. Mm -hmm. If you play the video game, you also get that. You get so many more names and understand, oh, who's this guy? Who's that guy? You play against some quarterback who's like insane, but he yeah. plays for a Mac team, so like, you would never have heard of him in your but life. You, but when you see him then again in real life, you remember him. Like, yeah, I exactly. This damn dude, bro, he was killing me. Like, yeah, that's dude. Dude, it's weird because I feel like I could talk about it. I just don't have the whole idea fully formulated. But the correlation between playing the video game and watching in real life, and then like also paying attention to the NFL was like the perfect like triangle of like paying attention to football for me. Oh, but yeah. then the video game died, obviously mm -hmm. like they got rid of it. Yep. College football to me now is more boring with the college football playoff. And so I, when I see the names coming into the NFL, like I just, I don't know who they are as much unless they happen to play for Boise state, the one team I kind of pay attention to. Yeah. And then at that point it's just kind of like, I, I don't care. Is he good? If he is great. Like I, I don't have the same connection to the players as much as if I knew who they were as a freshman in NCAA football, the video game, and I'm like, ooh, this guy is is dope. And then I yeah. see him progress through his actual career, and then you just have a more of a connection with the dude. For you sure. feel for him more. For so sure. I definitely miss that a lot. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, people ask me this every single day, and there's no answer to it, but I'm just asking anyway. Do you think the game is ever coming back? I'm always just blind optimism. I say yes, because I timeline. think they could find a way. What timeline? That's hard. They signed. No, what? There was something that happened recently that I can't remember. I don't honestly, I haven't done enough research to justify a, a true legitimate response. But if I had to give just like a faith answer, I'm saying within five to 10 years, which is that sucks. But <laughs> you you look at like the potential of like the money that they see from that because they're obviously going to look from a money standpoint. Like mm -hmm. they're not looking for like a oh we have this old fan base that's diehard and they want to like no they don't give a shit. But you find a way that's like oh how can we pay the players not that much? And I'm just talking from their perspective. How can we pay them enough to where it's justified and get this video game out and make money? Thinking about it right now, I don't even know if that's possible. That's what makes me worried about it. But mm. if they can find a way, then I think He's, it happens in five to ten years. You're a little more plugged into this than I am, so um, that's why I'm asking you. Mm. Do you feel like college football's popularity overall is starting to taper off? I think if you look at smaller markets of like non-college towns of kids who grew up playing the game, for sure. Uh, big towns, if you grow up in Columbus, Ohio, or, you know, Norman, Oklahoma, Austin, Texas, it's like, I'm sure the fan bases are very similar size because when you're like diehard in the city of the big team, mm -hmm. I, I bet it's been the same as it's always has. It's just probably big time culture. Difference. 
Yeah. yeah, big time college football. It's just that's how it is. You go to a game with a hundred thousand fans, and it's unbelievable. Like twenty twenty is different. I'm, you know, this is uh, a kind of a weird year. You can't really count, but in the grand scheme of it, college football hasn't died off much from the popularity of the big team standpoint. But like the random fans of like the smaller teams or just a fan of the game because you played it, mm-hmm. it's definitely like I don't know how long. I don't know the effects of that long term. I definitely feel like. The interest in it has lowered. I just wonder how long it would take before they felt that. Probably too long to really lead anywhere good for us. Because I'm, I'm trying to think like, what would actually hold a fire under their feet to make them like, okay, let's let's make this happen. Let's get this game back yeah. on the market. You feel what I'm saying? I I think that the idea of a game helping the popularity of the sport itself is such a small thing in their scale of what they think would help drive the popularity that even if it was dipping at like a rate of what's going on here, they would look at restructuring the system. They would look at like doing different, like I think the game itself would, it would take like, I don't know. Like I don't know if the game itself is even close to the front of their minds because they clearly got rid of it. They were willing Mm -hmm. to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And they signed the current playoff system through 2026. It was a 12-year contract. And even though the majority of big five or power five uh, people who wanted the system, they wanted more teams, they still were like, oh, we're doing four teams. We're going to stick to it the way we are. We're doing what we want. And they signed these massive contracts. It's kind of like how when they signed the Madden exclusive rights deal, they signed a long deal. Mm-hmm. So they make these long deals and they look at things over like a span of of a long period of time, not year to year. Mm-hmm. So I think it would take like a decade of consistently getting worse before that was even be a consideration mm-hmm. of like, Oh, maybe the game would like, I don't even think they would think that, you know, that's the downside. I wonder if they were ever getting the younger voices in there. Cause all them dudes are so old and out of touch. Yeah. And um, I, I think they just been riding on the fact that they, they obviously have an extremely hot product, but I don't think they've done much to grow it. They've just been kind of riding it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they've just been riding what's all what was already created. They haven't done anything to bring any new blood into it. So I feel like that's a fact, but I also feel like what you said is a fact. It would probably take so long for them to feel any effects of it that, you know, it's no point in like trying to latch our hopes on to that. Like, okay, yeah. we need to get the young crowd back in here. Like it's yeah. by the time they need to get the young crowd back in here, we'll be old. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's the old, like, Oh, we talked about it with the tree podcast. It's like, Oh, the NBA gets so many more views on YouTube, the mm. big young audience. And it's like right. their actual ratings aren't even that great. Right, right, and right. the NFL is absolutely dominant and college football is like right up there too. It's like one of the highest watched sports. Yeah. So it's like, they just see those numbers. It's like they're never, they, they're going to be making money. And as long as they're making big money, because it'll be a long time before they're not probably. Because mm. even with all the stuff about pan athletes and stuff, it's like, that's like, just like chump change. At that so, point though, because we know like all these bills and stuff are passing soon. Like this one going to pass in the one in California, I think in like a month or two, the uh, fair pay for play bill. Um, or act or whatever <clears throat> like with that stuff I just it, it doesn't hurt them like it doesn't take anything from them at that point to let the game go forward you feel what I'm saying like yeah. I know why they shut it down in the past because it was like well this only represents this percentage of our 
our margins. And if we allow this, if we allow the players to get paid from this, we know that's going to lead to them wanting TV money splits. And you feel me? Like they knew where yeah. that path was going to go. If it's already going that way, at that point, why turn down the extra revenue from the game? You know, at least that's my hopes, man. That's my hopes. I think we look at it from a perspective of like how the game could benefit uh, the sport itself. And I just think they're so far removed from thinking about a video game and how it can benefit. It would have to take some sort of connection with the NFL and the NFL being like, here's how much Madden benefits us. But I mean, look at it. Like video games are huge. They're bigger than they've ever been. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like gaming is bigger than it's ever been. It's a bigger industry than it's ever been. That's why it's so like shady right now. That's why it's so bad. Like with, uh, you know, with Madden peddling out subpar products because the money they just raking it. They just raking in the dough. It's like yeah. free money out there, bro. And so it's, it's just it's hard for me to to think that they can't see that. Like I know they see that. Like it's it's pretty insane right now. It'll probably be a bunch of stupid restrictions and you know like they'll monetize it in weird ways and probably ruin it. To be honest, but I'm still here for the attempt. I'm here for the attempt, man. I'm always gonna hold out optimism that the game's coming back just because. No matter what, even if they bring it back and it is full of microtransactions, they just shove ultimate team in your face and it's annoying and it's targeted towards like 12 year olds. As long as like the dynasty mode is half decent with updated everything. That's but it's like, I don't know if that's going to be even if the game comes back. That's what I'm worried about. That's the issue, because if you think about it in like Call of Duty terms now, it's like. You know, I still buy Call of Duty, um, and but I have less stuff. Like the six v six mode is, which is the core of which is how this thing started, less and less and less attention every year. Yeah. So you can imagine that Dynasty mode would likely be the same. We probably wouldn't have even as much as we had in NCAA fourteen. Like they'll start us on some bare bones system, start us over. And we'll be cool with that for the first year because it's like we got the game back. So we'll be happy. And they'll promise all this stuff, this three-year process. And then five years later, we're like, we, we still don't have yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what happened with Madden. Like the same thing happened with Madden. And I'm pretty sure they're going to try their best to go that route because they want to do as little work as possible and, you know, make as much bread as possible. And we, yeah. we've seen that. And these companies don't have a problem, like, being completely anti-consumer. They don't care. Like, they'll just take the bread and run. You know, know, talking about, you know, how bad EA is and stuff, it's it's beating a dead horse. But Mm -hmm. I think it is important to know that it's probably not going to change. Because even if they get a 0.7 rating out of 10, you know, a 0 out of 10 on Metacritic, it doesn't matter because they have so many kids now who don't know any different from what the game is playing it growing up on the idea that ultimate team or these the like how the game is played now how the gameplay it's more about like animations rather than physics and the beauty of like the old ncaa is like it's more physics based yeah but now it's animation based and they they can use that to their advantage because then it's like oh you just make a player overpowered if you want the kid to feel like he's better than he is or you you make the other had. team better animation wise. If you want the kid to be like, Oh, I need to spend more money to make my team better. It's like, they've already got those kids. They already, already got them. They already got them. Yeah. And it's going to stay that way. 
and there's nothing they can do. Like there's no, there's not like a rally of all the kids under 14 who were buying the game going like, we need a better product. It's like all the old bro, heads that they don't care about. Did you ever imagine, bro, when you was playing PlayStation two, like in PlayStation three, did you imagine that 10, 15 years down the line, the game would be 50 times worse? Like that never crossed my mind one time. Like I always just knew and assume, I'm sure everybody did. Like, if you took yourself back to where you was then, you're like, bro, in 10 years, it's going to be crazy. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? The graphics going to be crazy, and they're only going to add. There'll be more space to add more stuff. But for some reason, yeah. we got less features. You know what I'm saying? And then they'd be selling you features back, like old features. It's it's, real, it's crazy right now, bro. Like, just gaming in general. Like, did you see the, the thing with, with Cyberpunk? Yeah, I did. The like, whole, it got, they refunded everyone on old uh, consoles and everything mm-hmm. and it was just so bad the game and it's been in work. production for seven years or whatever yeah and they pushed it back and they've been hyping it i never really understood the hype to be honest because they wasn't showing no gameplay just keanu reeves would walk out on stage and all the nerds would go crazy and i was like i was like yo i want to try this game because the hype is so high but i was like yeah. i don't really get it but i just want to see like but i ain't buy yeah. it because i was gonna wait on the reviews and they were horrible so Agreed. That's exactly what I did too. And, you know, growing up, I had been fooled me once, fooled me twice, fooled me three times, fooled me a million times, so many times that I don't know how people still get the, I'm going to buy it on day one and get so pissed because it's bad. I still get got though. Well, I don't get so pissed though. That's the difference. Like I buy Call of Duty every year and I know, I always know it's going to be some BS every year. But like, I love the core of the core game so much that I can still usually enjoy it. But I, I can't help but play it and be like, bro, if they just did these small tweaks, if they just gave a damn, this game would be 50 times better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't even still be having these problems. Like, I shouldn't be having these connection issues yeah. just because you got to match me based on somebody with the same KD as me. Like, match me with the dude that's close to me with a good connection. You feel me? But they'll just tank your connection, tank your experience completely just to protect some new dude over here. And so it's... It's crazy, man. It, it's, the gaming is in a is in a really dark space right now, bro. It should be in a much better space, but it's not. Like it's in a terrible spot. It's crazy. Growing up, it's so funny thinking, like, oh, if the if the graphics just look better, it's it's like, oh, we're just gonna keep getting the same game, but the graphics will look better. And then the next one, it's like, oh, check out how the grass comes off his cleat. That and used like, to. I used to feel like that though. Yeah. That used to happen like year to year or every couple of years. It'd be like, I feel like a big leap. Yeah. And now I just. I remember playing NCAA 12 or 13 and my uncle walking in and he's not a gamer at all. And he thought I was watching a game on TV. That's insane. And so he was watching this game play out as if it was a real game for like a few minutes. And he's like, wait is this a real game or what's going on? Like, no, I'm playing. And he was so shocked when I said I was playing. He just was like, cause I was playing in Boise state. So it's like, he was like, Oh, Boise state games on. It's just a Boise state game. And it, the stadium looks legit. Cause it's like, that's right around the time when like it would do those zoom outs and it just looks so good. Uh, you had to have the setup for him to think that NCAA 13 was an actual game on TV, bro. Like your setup had to be a one. You had like, a surround sign in there or something. Uh, no. Well, <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if you don't watch sports, on, he's not like a sports watcher. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's like if you if you don't watch any sports at all and you 
hadn't watched sports and you haven't known about how good video games had gotten to that point graphics wise, yeah. you wouldn't know what to think because you're used to seeing tech mobile. You're used to seeing like little dots on the screen mm. and all of a sudden there's like, it shows the, the crowd, like not the crowd up close, but like that kind of far away cam going around the field and the players from afar, just enough to fool you if you don't know. So the hot take is, it's really your uncle's fault. It's like not your <laughs> uncle individually, but it's like they went after that crowd. Right, so now if you if somebody who doesn't play games looks at Sees Madden, how, yes, yes. they'll be like, "Yo, this looks really damn good. Like, look how realistic it looks." You know what I'm saying? But like, they don't understand, and they, they'll look at man, look how Odell he catch the ball exactly like that in real life. Well, yeah, because it's an animation, and if I yeah. just hit this button, he'll do it 100 yeah. percent of the time. It's not with, a crazy skill with the controller, exactly. Exactly. And it's not like a rare occurrence that happens like once in a season. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you can no. get excited because it don't happen often. No, this happened a couple of times a game. At least. Yeah. Yes. At least a couple of times a game. You know what I, I'm saying? Dude, I've played way too much football video games that I remember the first time I saw an Odell catch in Madden. Like I was playing and I, it just pissed me off. Like, mm. cause one, it wasn't Odell and mm. that catch has only happened once ever. Right. right. Two, it was some. It was just like a net regular receiver. Like it was just a guy, probably like a high eighties overall. Someone who could make great catches, but it's like you throw a deep bomb and he's double covered and he catches it. And I'm just like, I remember throwing it and being like, "What was that? Yeah. Why did he catch it like that?" Like it just made me mad because I'm like, it's clearly not. That would never happen. I like, felt that like that for happen. a long time though. I remember Madden maybe thirteen or something like that. Um, was it 13? I don't know. But I think it was T.O. The ball was behind. Like the, he's running like a slant, right? Instead of just catching a touchdown, he jumps up and reaches behind him. It's like a stupid animation that makes no sense. In yeah. it. Like, you would never pull this catch out in real life in this situation. It, it doesn't make any sense. And the ball is going to get broken up because you got the DB stacked on your back. So why the hell would you jump forward and then reach backwards? Like, it was yeah. so stupid. It was a touchdown, and I was in the dorm room. Everybody went crazy. And I was like, yo, this shit is trash. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's trash, bro. Like, it's it's unbelievable, bro. Like, they just, they spam these uh, these animations in the game. These cool-looking animations. Young kids and more casual fans go crazy about it. And I think it would be cool if they could actually do that and put that in an arcade setting and then they could go and play their game and have all the fun they want i don't want to yeah. take nothing from them i just don't like when you mix that with when i put it on sim you feel me on sim style yeah. simulation style i don't want that cra like i want actual yeah. football or something close to it i understand yeah. it's a video game it's not gonna be perfect you feel me but it's like it's so ridiculous and you're going out of your way to add the ridiculous stuff instead of yeah. fixing this issue i had you're trying to sell the game, so now you got to go and add 18 more gimmicks that's just going to break the game even further. Mm -hmm. You know, what it's I'm already, it's just broken from the the baseline, and they're just you know they covering it with every, the band aid. Yeah, yeah, every Dude, year. The the two things I ever wanted, like my wish list of gameplay mechanics. I'm just going to say it just for fun. Mm -hmm. Was receivers being smarter? So like, imagine they do like a curl route, but they're covered. And they just like move and it's a zone. They just move out slightly to the side. Like they just kind of like shuffle out and they get some, open. But only some guys. Yeah. No, and no. They like, have to have where, the ability. Where's your awareness at? You feel yes. me? Like what, what number? 
You feel me? Yeah. And that's what make it dope, bro. I felt like NCAA was like that. And I know, maybe this is in my head, but I played NCAA for years. And I would have players that were so smart. It wasn't really based on nothing. It was kind of random, which I used to love because, you know, you're recruiting. Um, and I have players who their attributes wouldn't be that great, but they just know how to get open. Like when I get out the pocket, they always manage to get open or they always yeah. seem to catch that, that sideline catch and get their feet in for whatever yeah. reason. I know I can rely on them. And it starts to feel real because in a third down situation, I'm going to this cat. Even though he's the third best receiver on my team, he's my yeah. possession guy. And, you know, that's who I go to in these type of situations. And it was so fun, bro. Because like just learning about your players, and there was things to actually learn about them. Whereas, like on Madden, you know, you have the badge system, and the badge system is not a terrible idea. The problem with the badge system is it's tuned for Ultimate Team. Yeah, it's not tuned for franchise, so it get real ridiculous real fast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, my I remember my my roommate might listen to this. My old roommate. And he always thought like the X factors made it like, oh, you run, like they turn on. It's like, they're crazy and stuff. It's like, it's cool. The idea behind it's cool. But I remember just getting so annoyed because one of my other roommates, we'd play dynasty or franchise and he had Melvin Gordon and he would do a stretch right every time. And no matter what I did, he would like, it was the first one for you or whatever. He would juke the guy out guaranteed. Every time, no matter who it was, doesn't matter yeah. if it's my leading tackler or you know my corner. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, he jukes him out. You can stop that if you have. So you know you gotta have the dude with the sure tackler. You feel me? And then you can cancel first one free out. I don't but know if it was like you that watch at first, a real game and it's like you don't get the first guy doesn't get juked out no matter what. It's not guaranteed. So Maybe, my question is, how do you balance that in game? You well, feel me? I still think you have to go back to the fundamental. Uh, mechanics of the gameplay it's already broken so just adding things onto it like oh he gets the first one so then you give the tackler something good it's like i just think that i just think that it's a broken system from the get-go and how would you make like star players stand out in the nfl though without a badge system yeah i think a badge system is necessary i just the way they implemented it see in my dynasty in madden 20 madden 21 Forget that game. It sucks. But in Madden 20, you know, it's just my friend. So there's certain things we would agree to not use or to not abuse. And mm. we would just use the ones that's, that kind of was decently balanced and made sense. And we was able to have fun for probably about seven seasons. Wow. That was the most I played Madden in years, you know what I'm saying, on Madden 20 on PC. Yeah. You know, because uh, you got good graphics, you got good uh, frame rate relative to console, right? <laughs> And, uh, you know, we was able to do that, but it's just got to be, like, some common sense with it. But you don't really have a lot of ability as the uh, commissioner to maybe, okay, cancel out certain ones. Like, all right, this we're not going to have in our dynasty. Maybe they might have added that in 21. I'm really not sure because I didn't really play it. Yeah. But I should be able to take certain ones out. Like, first one free, we're going to take that out. You feel me? Because mm -hmm. them souped-up running backs already have, like, faster animations than other people have anyway. So that's really enough, in my opinion, to separate them. They don't really need this cheese first one free where he's untackleable every time he gets there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you can kind of take that out. You can balance it and find a way to have fun with it. You shouldn't have to do all of that, and there's really not enough control there to be able to do it perfectly. But um, there is some fun to be had with it if you can set it up right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
all I really want is that the physics makes sense. So mm. I was talking about my wish list of things I wanted with the, the first one being receivers, uh, being smarter. Mm-hmm. But the second one was I always wanted to make like a 240 pound running back that had like a neck pad that every time he ran the ball and he was on a one V one, not that he would just decapitate the guy and keep running, but like he would fall forward every time he got tackled by a smaller guy. But you, you could play any, it doesn't matter how good the game was at any point in time. It's like, you could run at like a corner with like running full speed and you'll get that like flat back animation. And the guy's just standing still and he just flat backs him. And it's like, all I want is to run a guy over consistently with some beast running back that bro, I make. I had that on NCAA, bro. Every time you say this stuff, like I, th- it's a player. This is why this game is so good, y'all. This is what I be saying. The dude you just described, Jerome Simpson, was a white running back I had when I was on my UTEP series, probably year five or six or something like that. This man, he was slow as hell. He was like an 80 speed, but he was a beast, bro. Like he fell forward every single time. Like he wasn't going to break no big runs, but he was running over that first dude, or at the very least, he's going to fall for two or three yards. You know what I'm saying? So he my short, my short yardage goal line back, and it worked perfectly and he filled that role for me for like three years you know and I love that dude bro because he just he was what he was and like you could get those type of players on NCAA with um I don't know it was just like the way it worked it would really stand out and be good at like one specific thing and if you were real fo- like a football dude and you learn like what they good at and then just play to their strengths bro <laughs> like it used to be so fun dog. I just I remember that I had him and I had like a scat back, you know, quicker dude who can who kind of hit cats up like my yeah. big play running back. But then I had Simpson. And I just eventually just made Simpson my every down back. Like I was like, yeah. bro, the dude's so effective. I don't care that he's at 80 speed. Like he's a, he a dog, bro. And it's just yeah. fun playing with him. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's fun playing with a beast who's just going to run through cats. You know what I'm saying? Like 90% of the time. It was great. Yeah, my, my thing growing up, and it's because this goes back to how I played football and how – I watched football and what I always saw work. Like you look at USC with Lendell white and Reggie mm-hmm. Bush, like yep. a great one, two thunder and lightning. Yep. And you know, on the, my first tackle football team, we had a running back who was kind of the thunder and I was the lightning. Mm-hmm. And so I was always obsessed with that idea of like the two back system. But even though I've played NCAA, I've been playing NCAA since Oh five, you know, mm-hmm. I played every, I bought almost every single one and I played at least a long dynasty or two on every single one. So it's like, I've played the game a lot. Yeah. I've just noticed that there wasn't consistency with like, if you, you could have a five foot nine hundred and seventy pound running back, but if you had high break tackle, you could still get those animations. Like it would like be unrealistic mm-hmm. all the time, even on the best NCAA. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing what you're saying with like, Oh you had the bigger dude and he had the stats and stuff. That, that, that's cool. But just in my experience, it's like, I'd have like a six, six receiver with high spectacular catch and like jump ball ability. And he would get picked off by five, 10 corners all the time on a one V one deep down the field. And that's just, that's just how it would happen. Like, unless maybe it was, u- maybe in user games, maybe in user games against a computer. Like, I can't see that. Like I can't well, really see that happening unless the it's, dude was just trash. It's hard to, to kind of hash this over because we've had different experiences. So it's like, no matter what I say, you're going to go back to things that you've experienced. So it's not like we're going to win an argument. Did here you know how to, the, the, did you know that they had rat catch and, and spectacular catch and all that in NCAA? Yeah. So like, if you're using that, I don't understand how you're throwing a pick one-on-one with a six, six dude. 
You know what I'm saying? Because he, if you position yourself right, he should get the animation. He ain't going to catch it every time, but it's not going to get picked. I've just noticed that they do that, like, that turnaround classic uh, same catch animation that even if the ball's high and the receiver does that, like, it can just redirect the ball into the hands of the DB. Like, even on NCAA 14. It, it, yeah, it was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember experiencing that. It does. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't even. It, I might have I mean? rose tinted glasses, but I don't. I just don't remember having those. those yeah, issues. it's easy to look at NCAA fourteen in like a shining light because it's by far the best one I've played, and I've played so many dynasties on it by myself with roommates. I mean, I've I've played multiple like seven to eight year dynasties on it. You know what I mean? It's probably mm-hmm. my favorite football game of all time. It's one I've tried to go back to. I just played it too much. Uh huh. So I definitely have like fond memories of it, but I've played it enough to to like know the things that I don't like about it. And those are just part of it. You know what I mean? Just coming off the top of my head, just thinking Only about Only time I remember having those type of issues is when I play user games. When I play against other, because the the cheese is there and the game is, is a lot of broken mechanics. Yeah. And people abuse yeah, them. And when that happens, it ruins the game. You feel me? But just in a on a dynasty setting, when I'm just going through a dynasty with my trash team against the CPU with souped up sliders, you know, I, I could pretty much control the action, like yeah. kind of how I how I want it. I'm not gonna win every game, you know what I'm saying? But it's just not a whole lot of bullshit. And like the bullshit that's there, I can accept because it's like the computer kind of need this in order to just have a chance to win the game. You feel me? Yeah. So it's certain BS that they can do that nobody else can do, like that when they like cover the ball with two hands and they get like and they really keep, low yeah. and get super fast. Like you can't do that, but you know it's cool because it would separate the computer from. A person and they help that's like their little thing that's fine with me i know all the quarterbacks on heisman can't be tackled i understand they're gonna run over my damn linebacker half of the time that and that that's one thing that does suck i will say the heisman quarterbacks running over my defensive players that pisses me off bro. yeah that's the one thing i've just noticed and honestly i don't know how much longer i want to talk about NCAA just because it's like the NCAA, more i think bro, you can talk about it forever what <laughs> you mean the uh the fact that like, yeah, you can't tackle the quarterback, even if he's like, you know, Tulsa's quarterback or some no name, he could be like an 80 overall, but he just, he will drop back and then run and you can't do anything yeah, about it. Gang but then the defense, no matter what was always bad, like you could always run curls or a dig route or, you know, the verticals, just any of those plays. And it's like, no matter what you were going to get to find a guy open. It, like I never noticed not having issues. Like I, I would play on Heisman, adjust the sliders, and I still never had issues defensively, or I mean offensively. And defensively, unless I did cheese plays, like doing, I called it the Husky defense, where I had, it was a Mm 5-2, five defensive linemen, and I would control the middle linebacker, and I would like do like the rocking at the line of scrimmage, and then right when they'd snap out, I'd bust through, and I'd go right between the guard and See, that's uh, the cheese, that's the cheese that... Like but, ruins the damn game. Yeah, agreed. No, it's stupid. And I did it just for fun because it's like just seeing how many sacks I can get in a season. But if I didn't do that and I ran normal coverages, like no matter what, they would find guys open. Even if they weren't like even if I had very high level DBs and they didn't have that great of receivers, they would still get open yeah, on, on outs and under almost exclusively. Just for fun. Like and I've free run with my safety and it's kinda hard sometimes. But, like, I just force myself to make plays and force my dudes to make plays. And it's the most fun way to play for me, bro. Because my corners is one-on-one. 
So if they get smoked, they get smoked. You feel me? Yeah. And we just got to make enough plays as a defense to win. And when the defense get good enough and we getting four or five picks a damn game, like at that point, the, the defense becomes dominant. We're just running a vanilla. Yeah. No, vanilla I, I agree. That's because you get six, seven years into a dynasty. I had uh, one with Northern Illinois where I had four corners all over 90 overall with high man, with 99 man coverage. Mm-hmm. And so I would run dime package, uh, cover two, every single play. And actually I do cover one hole every single play I'd cover. I'd use the, the deep safety mm-hmm. and yeah, I would get, I could get five to six picks against, but it took that long. I'd had to have four ninety overall corners before that oh, actually man. worked. All right. Well, we got, we have different, I think I'll probably That's just fine. better at, at that particular thing. Cause I, bro, I'm doing sure. that year one and two. I mean, like, I beat trash, you in my one head to head, but yeah. Trash team. I'm not great head to head. I'm not great head to head, but like, I'm great at just going through a dynasty and not having it not be boring as fuck. Like, yeah. when y'all be playing dynasty, bro, like, y'all, you pick the OP defense, you run the OP offense. Like, I don't do none of that. I just, I I put myself in position to really get messed over by the computer. Like, I give them a chance. That's how I play. And it's, fun, it's more fun like that for me. You ever run you the triple option? Every now and then I run it. But I don't run, like, a triple option offense. Where I'm like strictly running it. I'll, oh I'll yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like commit yeah. fully to the triple option. That's, that's what I'm talking the about. the most boring shit I could imagine. Like, yeah. I could, no, I couldn't do that. No, I did it in a in an RTG one time. I did a um, a road to glory called um, "How Friends Became Rivals," and so there was a I had a a black quarterback that went to Georgia. He was like super talented, big arm dude. And then there was a smaller guy, a white dude named Alvin. He went to uh, to Georgia Tech. Right, and they were boys in high school, and then they went to these schools, and they ended up becoming rivals. So I ran the uh, the triple option exclusively with Alvin, and he did his thing, and you know what I'm saying. And that's the only time I really just committed to it, though. But that was just yeah. for like the story. Yeah, no, I I've definitely uh, done different schemes. I've run pro style offense, I've run spread, I've run triple option as a joke. So, and then I've run uh, four three three four five two, like I said, three three five. So it's like I. I got to the point where I was experimenting because yeah, you can like, I would just do a season. I did like a season or two where I did like that, those cheese plays just to see. And I got like 150 sacks with a guy. Actually, I, I have, I think I put the screenshots the on Twitter. You make it through a whole season with that bullshit. Like I, I can't, I just can't do I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't yeah. do it, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't do that now. It's definitely a thing of the past. It's like a, how many picks can you get with one guy? You know, it's, it, that's a fun challenge for me. It's the same thing with how many sacks can I get with one guy? Well, yeah, because that's, again, I play defense. I'm playing with one dude, but I'm not like, well, I guess picking the screens is is a bit cheesy, but I could do that on any football game. That's, that's yeah, that's exactly. That's the problem with, with football games, and I don't know if this will ever change, is it's so hard to not use the cheese plays that it's like knowing that they're there almost makes it like less intense because you're like, Fourth and 15, I know I could run this play it's and it only, works. But you got to set it up right, bro. If you set it up right, that's just not the case because you're at such a disadvantage. Like, if you are if you got 70, if the computer on 70 sliders, you're on 20. You got a one-star school playing against Alabama. Everything is against you. So when they run that screen, you need this pick. Like, if you don't catch that, you're going to lose for sure. Like, you're going to have to take advantage of every one of yeah. those situations to barely win the game. And then once your team get good in like three, four years, I leave. 
You know what I'm saying? And I go somewhere else because I only want to have a trash team. Like, I probably only let my team get good in a dynasty, like, maybe twice. Like, the first one I did, and then um, I think the last one I did, just to see. I did, like, an extra couple years just to see if I could three-peat in a national championship. But yeah. it got to the point where I started winning Natty in the first year with a one-star school playing a A-plus schedule with crazy sliders. And at that point, I started to get bored with it. But, like, the stories kind of kept me – the stories would keep me going. Like, I will just suspend Make my best player sure. for no reason. Yeah. I'm like, eh, this dude, he, he got caught with this or he was in a wreck. So, this yeah. quarterback, he's not playing. This 99 overall dude, he ain't playing. This freshman got a star. He's a 78. And, I, you know, I'll just keep kind of creating that. And that will keep it interesting for yeah. me. Yeah, that's uh, what I miss about NCAA 05 because as old as that game is, it was so funny because you could like advance to the next week and it's like, oh, your starting cornerback was did something stupid. He's suspended. for You can suspend him for either the season or just four games, but he's at least out for four games. Mm. And it's like that, those kind of random things, like it's just such a cool idea. But as soon as the game starts doing them for you too much, like Madden almost – like people think that like those things make the game better because I do, but then they they do it for you like they make the story for you like a uh, long shot. That shit is trash. Like yeah. that's never. I, I hate the. I don't want to rant here, but I have to because that was never what people liked about career mode. I never played career mode so I can come in and do a narrative that's already decided. Yeah, that defeat the whole purpose. I'm doing the career mode because I want my story to play out based on how I perform and based on the decisions I make and how I build my dude. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I want it to I want it to be like different every single time. I never touch long shot. I never touch whatever the new stupid story mode that got in this this yeah. last year's game. I heard it was trash. But it's like that that that's the type of stuff that made me mad because it's like how can they be so detached, bro, to think, okay, everybody asking for a career mode. We want a career mode, a superstar mode, and this is what they give you. Well, you wanted college teams? You got it. You're going to play in two college games after your high school career, and then you can go play normal goddamn franchise mode but with one player. It's like, bro, y'all cannot be serious, and that stuff costs more money than it would, I think. I don't really know. But yeah. you have to pay voice actors. You got to do all this animation. I don't want cutscenes. Like people be thinking cutscenes is the move. Cutscenes ruins it. Give me you can really give me text and like pictures, like stuff that the game can create dynamically while I'm playing. You yeah, feel it's me? Because like a cutscene got to be pre-decided. You feel what I'm saying? You ever play instead of Blade Six with the girlfriends? I really I don't remember the girlfriends. It's nah. it was just like a stupid. You'd be in your dorm room, and you start with like this ugly chick. And she was like a girlfriend. <laughs> and then as you got better, it's like she got hotter and hotter. And then by the That's, end, she's like a dime. Yo, Did, that is so fucked up. It is. And it it's is. so hilarious because imagine the chick that looked like that first. <laughs> you feel me? She's sitting on the couch. And she's next like, to the wait guy. a minute. <laughs> wait, so you started with me. Okay. And you build up to yeah. like. That's tough, bro. That's it's really, so really bad, tough. but it's so funny, especially that is when you're a kid. Hilarious, though. Yeah. yeah, that's they should bring that back. I would, <laughs> dog. You know, they get could, canceled because it, it would get canceled. But it could, it had to be like a side thing. It can't be like, and that's the problem today, though. Like back then, that might be a small little thing in the game that like people who really play the game, like you notice it and you you really like that. But like now, it gotta go on the back of the box. Like if they can't put it on the back of the box. 
it don't it can't go in the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's gotta sound good, which it yeah. never really does. It always sounds like marketing speak. But look, I gotta go to the bathroom, Robbie right back. Let's pause for a second. Well, I was just thinking about the NFL. Have you been watching any NFL games? Mm-hmm. I've been watching some. Do you so when it comes to non Bengals games, how do you watch games? Do you just have it on and you kind of check every once in a while? Or are you actually sitting down and watching? Like what do you do? Depends. Like Sometimes I can really get into games. It just needs to be, if it's a non-Bengals game, it got to be like somewhat of a narrative. You feel me? And if it's a narrative, like it got any two good teams or a quarterback I want to see for the first time, something like that, I sit down. I usually get in a party chat <clears throat> Excuse me, with a couple of my partners, and we watch the game and talk shit, you know? Mm. Yeah, you don't have a problem with like uh, someone's game being ahead of the other? Like do you watch it? Is it streaming? We sync them. Oh, yeah, okay. we sync them. We sync them. Mm. I'm always ahead because for whatever reason. I don't know why. But I'm always Better ahead. Internet. So maybe. And like I'm also if we all watching on like crack streams would be close, but I'm usually watching on like YouTube TV or something yeah. so I could get like better HD. Depend if it's like a primetime game especially. And so I'll just pause it on all right, look, I'm at thirteen fifty two. You know, let me know. Three, two, boom. We sync we synced up, yeah. you feel me? And we'll watch it like that. Yeah. That's cool. So I I respect that. I definitely I, I like to watch Browns games by myself, and I don't think I'll ever enjoy watching them with other people. That's just I'm how like it'll that be. too with Bengals games. Yeah, and yeah. then outside of that, I love watching, especially playoff games, going to like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, where mm. there's there's fans of the teams in there, and you can see them getting pissed. And like a, <laughs> I, I don't like to <laughs> to get happy about other people's misery, but it's because I feel it so often that it's like I know what they're feeling. Yeah. makes me feel good. That's probably a bad thing. It, it but sucks, but it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I remember the year that the, the double doink happened for the Bears. There was like a diehard Bears fan and his girlfriend. And it was one of those guys where, you know, the girlfriend's trying to like, you know, help him cope and stuff. And he's just one of those guys that it's like, doesn't care who's watching him. Doesn't care what's going on. He's just yelling and screaming and like stomping around the restaurant and it's so funny to me to watch because it's like, that's how I feel when I'm at my house. Cause it's like, no one's watching me. I can act my way, but this guy's doing it in front yeah. of everyone. And it's yeah. so funny because he's acting like a kid, you know? Yeah. And then you just hope the bears lose to see how he'll react. And of course they lose in like the most dramatic way possible on the double doink. And just like the heartbreak, you see him for like 10 minutes, like where he has his <laughs> head down in his hands. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's the beauty of the NFL playoffs right man, there. I miss watching the game like instead before the party chat when all my partners lived in the same place and before the pandemic and all that, we just click up like it give me a, a reason to go and chill with my partners. Right. Yeah. So we chilling, we got drinks, you know what I'm saying? Smoking, everybody talking shit, everybody talking about like and this is like on commercials, halftime, in between action. Everybody talking about like they plans like what they got coming up and it's like a, it's just a good you know it's a good environment and i'm kind of you know i am kind of that dude that's like trying to motivate people and shit like i i can't i almost hate being that person but that's just really who i am like i feel like i get preachy sometimes but you know this is how i am especially when we get to drinking and stuff so everybody come out that thing feeling just way better than they went in and on top of that we get to watch some football and i can school whoever my partners is on what's really going on in this game because they're reading it completely wrong in my opinion, right? Sometimes I learn stuff like my homeboy a linebacker. So he watched stuff from a defensive 
from like a defensive minded way. And he like a yeah. he actually really good at it. So he can explain a lot of stuff to me that I might be misunderstanding. It's just I don't know, bro. That's the uh that's the atmosphere I like. Like I've watched games at like Buffalo Wild Wings and the restaurants and stuff, and it's cool, but it's not. It's really not my preferred way. My yeah. preferred way is on a a nice setup, nice TV, good sound, comfortable setting. You know what I'm saying? If you want to parade, like, you know, if cats want to bring, you know, bring a couple girls through here, whatever, like that, and we just chill and yeah. watch the game. Like that's my preferred setting. And the second a game go off. I'm on like Call of Duty or something, like immediately. Or we're like outside playing basketball. Like, yeah. I immediately want to transition into the next thing. Like, when, okay, game over, next thing start now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got to leave Buffalo Wild Wings. We ain't got to drive home. We ain't got to do none of that. Let's just start the next thing. You was talking shit during the game. Oh, you think you fat? Let's go race. Like, boom, we just go race immediately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go race right now. It is like that type of environment with a bunch of dudes that, you know, all of us probably slow as hell, but we all think we fast. We think we could beat our partner. I just like that environment, bro. It's like it's competitive, but it's love at the same yeah. time. You know what I'm you saying? Know, you know, I respect that, but I've never really watched games like that because uh, I don't know if it's like the lack of sports knowledge over where I live. But California is a place where everyone's got so many things they can go do that mm. sports is kind of like this. Oh, they're playing right now. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll check the score. You know, like they don't care. Most people don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even yeah. when we've done like gathering settings, it's like no one's watching the game as like an observer of like the appreciator of the sport. There's kind of like watching, you know, yeah. so there's no like high level. So for mm. me, I just love seeing the emotion of the game. So I don't care if there's some drunk guy who all he knows is to yell when they call holding on his team. Hey, that's bullshit. That wasn't holding. Like he's such a dumb fan. He just, that's just so annoying to me. To, to me, it, it is annoying, but it's so funny too, because it's like when you get a bunch of those people and then it's overly loud, it's so you fun. Like that. You should come to Baton Rouge, bro. Like <laughs> go to Baton Rouge and watch a Saints game in a crowded. Area. I was there. I was there. And you will hear all the bullshit you need to hear. Like a bunch of cats that, Look, I hate to do this to Saints fans because they're very passionate. Most of them dudes have no idea what the hell they talk about, like at all. But they're loud and they're like so sure of what they're saying. And it's a, it's a group of them, so you can't fight them. If you, you can say the thing that make the most sense, like, you know what I'm saying? And they'll be like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. throwing that out. They ain't trying to hear like no analysis, no breakdown, nothing like that. It's like they know like three things and they just yell at you the yeah. whole game. And it's, I hate that. I Dude, hate it a lot. I mean, obviously we always have our experiences. So someone could be like, this fan base is the worst or this fan base is the best just based on like the few fans they've interacted with, you know? Right, right, like, right, right, it's, right, right. It's not fully based on the whole fan base. It's just who they've met. Yeah. But when I went to Cleveland, man, I was so shocked because there was these girls sitting next to us that look like the classic girls who don't know anything about football. They're like blonde, pretty, like dressed nice, got their makeup done. And they're like... Just kind of like those classic girls, like they, they got their shopping bags kind of thing, their yeah. purses. Mm. And they were calling stuff out on the field, like schemes and stuff and like players, like work, like things, oh, stunt blitz. Like they were saying terms that I'd never heard a girl say. And it's like not even yeah. like being like, oh, girls can't know football. But I grew up around like the guys watch the game and the girls like, oh, they, they come along and they'll pretend like they're watching, but they just, they talk amongst their friends or whatever. So mm. when I was with, I was like more stunned at that. Like I was just so yeah, amazed. That's I was crazy. Like, this is I would sweet. be amazed at that. Yeah, so, that's wild, bro. I 
that was the coolest thing about going to a game in Cleveland was a lot of the fans just were much more knowledgeable than I expected. And it's not that I like to be around dumb fans just because I, I like seeing dumb fans get way into it and then like it going bad for them. You think like, it's because, sorry, go ahead. You think it's because y'all been bad for so long? That what? That the fans y'all have are good fans, like real fans yeah. that oh, understand yeah. what's going on because it's it's you've withered out all the BS. Like there's no flash, or at least there wasn't at that time, with the team. So you don't have it. Like you go to Cal, you go to Jerry World. Yeah. Half the people in Jerry World just there for the scene. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's kind of like what you were saying in LA. You know what I'm saying? But when you have like a bad team. The fans at them games is like them fans, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they're not just here because this is the popular thing to do. It's not the popular thing to do. The team sucks. You feel what I'm saying? So maybe that's maybe that play like a part in it. You know what I'm you, saying? They know what bad football looks like. They know how mm-hmm. to diagnose quickly yeah. what's bad. The problem with it, and this is what I love about them, because this is how I am, is someone does good, and you get irrationally overly excited. You're like, that guy is the savior. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Brian Hoyer, like he had like a big <laughs> game. And I remember everyone's like, this is our guy built around Hoyer. Yeah. And I was in on that too. Cause it's like, Hey, he did more than the last guy. So I do it. You know, we'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. So, you know that I can, I can respect because it's just like it being the crazy fan, you know, but they definitely know what bad football looks like. So that's what's up, man. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely more respectable than the fans of a team who's like they're a di- they say they're a diehard, but they just know their team's gonna win, and they just are able to talk like, yeah, my team's so good. I'm always skeptical of those fans, and obviously, real fans exist for those teams. Yeah, clearly. But like, I'm just not gonna be convinced the first time you say, "Yo, I'm a fan. I'm a Chiefs fan." I'm like, okay. Yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you you're a Chiefs fan? I bet I bet you are. Like, so yeah. is my little cousin. He's a he's a huge Chiefs fan. You he loves Pat Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. He got a Pat Mahomes jersey. Got a curly hair. Like he, you know, what I'm saying he went full Pat Mahomes. He's a Chiefs fan. Is that so, the new hairstyle now? Is Pat Mahomes? Because it was Odell. Four it years was ago. Odell. Yeah. I say I don't know. I don't think Pat Pat Mahomes is as cool as Odell. So probably not no. as much. What was? I know. I know the catch was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But how did Odell go from like? Okay, good wide receiver, good good rookie wide receiver to like the biggest star of football that like uh, he, worldwide. You know what I mean? Some people are just stars. The dude is a star. He's magnetic. He got he got the hair. He stands out. He's doing the the dances. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's a good dancer, good looking dude. You know what I'm saying? He flashy, dressed well, like he had everything in place. He's playing in New York. He went to LSU and then he makes the catch. He explodes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kids love that. When you playing Fortnite every day and then you go on Twitter and you see this football player doing this Fortnite dance in the end zone, you're like, hey, I, I like that this guy. Cool. You know what I'm saying? And then you see two highlights and you're like, oh, he's clearly the best receiver to ever play the game. Yeah. Right? Like, so I'm going to buy the jersey right now. I'm going to switch the hair up because I want to look like that. And that's just how it go. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, Odell, the dude, just a star. Dude, that's know? such an interesting thing to me, how people like kind of idolize players because – I idolized players growing up. Like, I'm not going to act like I was Mr. Oh, I didn't look up. I, I looked yeah, up to players. Yeah. Yeah. But but I didn't 
like try to make my life turn into like, I didn't try to, I didn't change like my hair. I didn't like carry myself a certain way. I didn't dress different. Did you want to, and you were scared to, cause you know, I judged? mean, you no, I mean, to... I was never the kid who I saw someone doing something. I was like, I'm just gonna, I, I want to be exactly that. You know what I mean? Mm. I, maybe it was a running style that I would copy. So like DeAnthony Thomas, how he ran on punt returns and yeah. just like when he got the ball, I loved it. So I tried to imitate that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when it came to like off, the, like I didn't care about off the field stuff. I'm not a flashy guy eh, as far as uh, I. I don't care about how I dress. Like I'm not like a fit kind of guy. Ooh, what kind of you know sneakers am I wearing? I, I don't care. So it's even if my favorite player who I like had a big game and he's like dressed fly after the. I, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, I'd so. love to sit here and say I never care. I've always cared, but like I've always tried to be like different and so i think it would come across as me not caring because when everybody was wearing one thing i try to i want to be cool like i want this to look good i spent yeah. time on this but i try to make it different and so it just looked like i, I wanted to look like i didn't spend time on it but i did like you yeah. know what I'm saying? that was kind of always my thing but i'm still bro i'm still kind of like that because deandre hopkins bro he got like this fire like and it's it's a tattoo that you can't even see but he got a tattoo like on the side of his head because he got the you know, his with his locks, he got the side of his head completely shaped. Yeah. And it's like, but you can only see it like when the hair like super low. I think that shit is so cool, bro. That is like, unique. it's so dope. Like I'm probably gonna get one at one point. Yeah. Like I'm really I'm probably just gonna shave that and put one there. You'll never even see it. Cause yeah. I used to keep my hair kind of thick right here. But I just think it's fire, bro. Like so I I'm still like that, I guess, to an extent. You know what I'm saying? When I think about it. I also grew up in a very conservative you know, we wore uniforms to school and mm. everyone had the clean, same cut hairstyle. Yeah, and you didn't and, hate that shit? And feel well, like I hated it, but I didn't also... bail against it? The problem is, okay, so there's two types of people who rebel against that. There's the people who go like, I'm going to dye my hair pink and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> get, you know, a nose ring and like nine piercings in my ears yeah. and wear, you know, crazy clothes. And I love those people. So uh, that's fine. Like I respect those people too. Cause I don't have the balls to, to do that. <laughs> but then the other type of person is like me. Who's like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, so I'm just going to dress like a sleaze bag. Like I'll wear sweats to school every day and a, a jacket. That's just like my team. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to be like the cut, like the classic cut hairstyle, like perfectly dressed and like with my shirt tucked in and like tie, like I just, that's the kind of stuff I don't like, but I, I don't rebel against things to where like, I need to look crazy. The craziest thing I do is I wear bright colors, but it's not like I put a fit together. I just, I wear bright colors. I'll put on like a bright hat and like a bright shirt. And my girlfriend would be like, what are you wearing? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I like how it looks. Yeah. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to put together like a cool fit to like, I'm just doing this. Cause it's like, Hey, I like this color. Yeah. And that's yeah. the most it gets to. Cause maybe it's like my, my sense of styles in the infancy stage because I'm slowly evolving. So maybe this changes, maybe five years from now, it I've will. got like 10 piercings, tattoos, and I'm like, got rings in my fingers. Probably not, but I could, I could see things evolving. Cause I'm not going to rule out. Like I'm not Mr. No matter what, I'm never going to get a tattoo and I'm never, cause you got to understand. I come from a culture where it's like, someone has a tattoo and all of a sudden people are like, look at him weird. Like, who is this guy? Like, why yeah, did he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's also a, a fear in the back of my mind about that kind of stuff. So it's just weird. It's just like a different thing. I have, I have that to an extent like, okay, we grew up 
my mom is a minister, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I live across the street from a church. We go to church Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You feel me? And I'm always quiet. And so we never, and my dad was a cop. You feel me? So I'm not, like, I don't really come from that to where people never would have imagined growing up that I would have locks, tattoos, and stuff like that. But I've always been interested in it. But I was kind of scared because, you know, growing up, it's like, it's a sti- like you say, it's a stigma against it. Yeah. And the way the stigma was like, the way we was kept away from it is like, oh, tattoos are, they could be dangerous or the needle's not clean and yeah. stuff like that. Or when you get, you get locks, you can't get hired and, you know, the police and all this stuff you got to deal with. And the older I get, it's like the less I care about that shit and so i started to lean into and so people might see me because i plan to get way more tats like right now all i got is i got my hand tat and i have like the full half sleeve right here and i got an old tat that i had on my shoulder that i got way back in college i'm going to fill this up i'm going to get a i'm gonna get colored over here i'm gonna get this whole arm done and my hand you feel me and then once that's done i'll move on but i'm planning to do the i'm gonna do this one I'm going to do one here. I'm going chest. Like, I'm going to do, I plan to do all of that. You feel me? It's just, and like, I, a part of me worry about it because it's like that stuff is irreversible. Yeah, and I know that part. I'll be judged, like, when people look at me. But at the same time, like, I just feel like I don't, I care. But, like, I care more about just expressing myself and living how the fuck I want to live than I do about the people judging me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know who I am at the core anyway. Yeah. You feel me? So I don't really, I don't worry about it that deep no more. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just think it's interesting that you brought that up because I've been leaning more and more that way. And I've been going that way kind of slow. Like just, you know what I'm saying? Me dip my toe in. I'm, you might think a hand tat is probably not dipping your toe in, but I feel like I'm dipping my toe in because all the stuff I want to do. I've taken it real slow and sensible. Like, I think about it. I don't just make a rash decision. Like, oh, I'm just going to wake up and do this. Like, nah, I'll get the idea. Be like, I want to do this. I'll kind of think on it for, it might be a month, two months. And then if it's still lingering, I still want to do it. Let's do it. Like, what if, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Like, whatever negative it brings, you know, I'm just going to invite that in. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to turn it like into, you know, like a, a more of a good energy. You feel yeah. me? And so I, I think I could do that, man. I think uh, it might even like open people up to kind of hear me out more. You feel me? Because it's interesting. When you see somebody who completely tatted up, you're like, who the f-? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is what does that person do? Like, yeah. Does he rap? Like, what the You know what I'm saying? Like, what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? And so then you have a conversation with me and you realize I'm just a normal dude, like yeah. super normal to do super normal shit every day. And it, it might just help kind of like break down some barriers and help people not judge people yeah. as much. You know I think I'm that's definitely true. And I respect that. I, I do respect that. It's just tough because, you know, I grew up in a culture where a lot of the old people, they would see someone like that who's all tatted up, got piercings or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. instantly already in a, in a de- defensive, judgmental place. Yeah. And the problem is I'm still trying to kick old habits to where like, I see something like that. It's not that I think they're a bad person. It's just, there's like an instant, there's like an instant thing that happens where you feel weird. And then like the, like I kind of like, it's not this normal. They're normal people. 
it's like, I even feel weird saying it now. Cause it's like, I hate to be judgmental, but based on where I came from and not that my family raised me to be judgmental, it's just the people that you're around, the school I went to, like the church I went to, it's like the people are a certain way to where if you are different, then you are mightily judged by the group. Mm-hmm. And that, that fear. And I get like, my dad always says like, you don't care over time. And I get that. Like I care a lot less than I used to. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're still in your twenties. You got a lot of yeah. not giving a fuck left to like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. got a long way to go. You And yeah. I got a long way to go, but I'm further along than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a journey and I get that. So it's like, I can't be rushing time cause time will, it'll, it'll change. And that's yeah. also weird. Cause I haven't thought a lot about like, I guess one of my inspirations, but doesn't mean I'd get tattoos is Birdman, the, yeah. uh, the basketball player. Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I meant to say Chris Anderson. <laughs> I, sorry. I immediately thought about Birdman and Wayne. I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause yeah. like, Wayne <laughs> was the first like black dude I saw perfect. with tattoos everywhere. But yeah, our Birdman, um, what's his, what's the Chris Anderson. Birdman's name? Chris Anderson. Perfect. Yeah. The perfect like white, uh, normal guy name, right? Chris Anderson. Chris and Anderson. you look at a photo of him when he first got in the league, no tattoos. Mm-hmm. So it's like the perfect clean cut to badass tattoo guy. Yep. And it's just cool. Like I always, I, he was always like, I only watched the heat when he was on that. Cause I love to see him play. Like, of course, LeBron's great. Of course, Dwayne Wade's great. And Chris Bosch, but seeing him on the court, was just so sick. Like, honest, I just love seeing that. Guy. That might be the hottest take I've ever heard in my life. I enjoy watching Birdman too, but to say that you turned your TV on, like Broadway, <laughs> Chris Anderson. That's why I wanted to see him get four rebounds and a block, and that is why and I turned one putback layup. Oof, that was perfect. Hey, I used to love the energy Birdman brought. Like I'm not saying you know Birdman at all. Like I, I'm a huge Birdman fan because he played with Denver before that, right? Oh uh, yeah, I, think, I love I think them too. I, will, I watched that. them play. His task was fire, bro. Yeah, like, he it looked had a so Mohawk. good in the white and blue. It did, bro. Mm. It was cold, bro. Damn yeah. Birdman, bro. That is <laughs> my inspiration right there. I thought about that dude right a long there. time, bro. Yeah. That was my favorite NBA player before I started watching more serious. Like, if you look at the, the Nuggets days and then the early Miami days, I wasn't a huge NBA fan. So seeing someone like that would be the reason why I'd be, like, into the game. Because I'm just like, hey, this guy's not that athletic. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not that special of a player, and I just respected those guys because the athletic guy who can do the crazy thing—that's phenomenal. It's a sight to see. But seeing the guy who's yeah. out there grinding, diving over loose balls, the Delavadovas, those are my guys. I feel like people don't understand that that is some that is a talent. I don't think people get that because it's like, bro, the the high energy guy is not like you can't choose. I don't think. I don't think you can choose to be a high energy guy. I think you're a high energy guy or you're not. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just don't feel like you could just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm going to be Birdman. Like, you was born Birdman, bro. Like, you didn't, like, there's nothing you did to, like, earn that. Like, that's a skill. You was born with that. Like, LeBron was born, he was always going to be 6'9 and indestructible. Like, always. Like, it was yeah. like, it was always going to become that. And so, I honestly, I've always felt like that was a skill. And, like, especially with, like, the smaller, unathletic dudes, like, when they learn how to play the game, that's how they learn how to play the game. So, yeah. it's always something to definitely be respected. But I think the everyman, um, like, the everyman, like, label they get, I feel like it's kind of overstated. 
It is. It's it's a disrespectful way to talk about a player who's less talented from a, you know, the the game, the amazing flying, high flying, maybe scoring or or like the flashy stuff. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But it's still a talent. Like you know what I'm saying. My favorite NBA player ever is probably Dennis Rodman. I love watching old highlights of him. Like, I can watch highlights of dudes putting up 40, 50 points and stuff, but you give me, you let me watch a James Harden 60 point game or you let me watch a Dennis Rodman 20 rebound game, I will pick that rebound game every time. See, I just wish people could appreciate every, like, I like them both. I'm not, okay, I'm just saying if I can choose. I'm not saying that it's bad. Right, right, right. I feel you. I feel you. And the way Harden does it, it, you can argue that it's bad. You could it's, argue. I'm not saying it's bad, but ticky-tacky. I can understand the argument. But uh, and also, I was going to say Birdman. So Birdman is like an offspring of Dennis Rodman, right? I don't know if he's ever said that or if he feel like that, but, bruh, you know what I'm saying? You got the tats. You got high energy. You play defense. You rebound. You don't really score much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You probably you look like you party really hard, but still play even harder somehow. Like, yeah. that, everybody can't do that, bro. Like, everybody can't go to Vegas like Dennis Rodman and get drunk for four days and then come back and, you know, beat Playing everybody the around the court. Like, he just, <laughs> that's a blessing. He just got that, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a, a talent. Like, everybody can't do that. Some people got to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber every night just so their knees don't feel like they're going to fall off when they get on the court. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I, ad- I identify with that kind of personality and play style more than anything else I've ever done in my life. Mm. When it comes to like, I was a t- talented because I was fast. So yeah. I had success in football and I had good other traits. I'm not saying that's the only thing I had. I had good vision and other things, <laughs> but when it came to basketball, I love to play basketball probably more than football or run track. But the thing was, I was never the, the, the best scorer. I was never the best shooter. Mm. I was never the best ball handler. I was, in fact, I was usually the worst on the teams in those categories. But I, I could lead teams in points scored purely on hustle, fast breaks, and defensive plays. Like, that, yeah. was, that was what I did. Yeah. And I prided myself on that. And even, I've probably told this story already, but on my AAU team I made in, like, seventh grade, I was the 10th man out of 10 to make it. And the coach told my friend that he picked me because he's like, have you, have you see how that kid hustles? He's just fast. He just flies around. And if he can do that every day, it's like one that's good in practice to pra- mm-hmm. to get you ready for games. It's like the Rudy thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, in the game, like when I need a guy who's going to lock down and like play hard and I can count on him for the 50-50 stuff, that's the guy. And yeah. that's just as important as scoring. And I wish for kids, sure. I kids who watch the game now, I, I just hope that they understand that that stuff matters so bro, much. I fell victim to this because I've been, since the pandemic hit, you know, I, I hoop all the time, right? Yeah. I've been playing a lot of one on one, a lot of 21, a lot of king of the court style of play. And I play a, we can't play five on five at the gym yet, but we could play four on four. Whatever's weird, but whatever. I played four on four and I realized that like, you know what? I am trash. Like I felt like I was bad at actual basketball offensively 
Because a lot of times when I was off the ball, I really didn't, like, I felt uncomfortable. Like, I was like, should I cut here? Because it looked like he's going to beat his man and drive. Yeah. I don't want to clog up the paint. I was confused. I was like, damn, I don't even know how to move without the ball no more. And it's, I went and watched, I watched, like, a bunch of Zion highlights and some old Ray Allen and Rip Hamilton and all of these cat Reggie Miller that move without the ball. I was like, I've been watching so much. Kyrie Irving style, James Harden style basketball, and that's basketball for sure. But moving without the ball and like playing off ball and hustling and sealing your man and doing all of that stuff, that's hooping also. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just as important, if not more important, for more people because everybody is four people that don't have a ball in 5v5, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At a time. So you got to know how to play when you don't have a ball in your hands. So it's an extremely important skill. And I, um, I think a lot of times that's what cats like don't understand. And that's why a lot of times when you throw these super teams together, people just assume like people feel like that, that first, that heat team, that first year should have won a championship. And I was like, that team sucked. Like I watched every game cause I'm a LeBron fan. Right. I, I, I was like, yo, this team is trash. I'm like, Bron and Wade can't play together. Bron keep dribbling the damn ball till there's three seconds left on the shot clock and then throw up some bullshit. I'm like, bro, yeah. we not like we might win some regular season games like that. We're not winning a championship like this. And like, and I knew I was shocked they made it to the finals that year because nobody was really used to playing those off the ball roles. Like all of them dudes, all three of them, you know, him, Wade, and Bosch was all stars, used to having a ball in their hand. And they they had to figure that out. And that's not an easy thing to do because it's a completely different skill to be able to play off the ball and still be affected. It's true. Feel me? Dude, we need to play some pickup games because because of the way I grew up, we played only pass, pick, cut if it's open, backdoor cuts, off ball movement. That's all I know. So that's my biggest offensive skill set. Yeah. So we need to play so then you can handle the ball and I can be Mr. Cut Machine because that's that's where I make my money. You know what I mean? So all right, I think well, it's, let me, let me it's explain perfect combo. To you. Let me explain something to you real quick. All right. All right. Now, you ever watch Kobe play, like especially like later in his career? Yeah. That's not not fucking. I'm not trying to compare myself to Kobe. I promise to God, I'm not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not like bringing the ball up the court. I need the ball in my spots, right? Same. So I want somebody else to bring it up. I'm gonna high post, kind of elbow range, or maybe right, uh, maybe right behind the three point line. That's where I like the ball. I like to get the ball there where I still have my dribble. That's if I can do that. If I can get the ball in that situation a few times a game, I'm gonna score. Like that's how I get my buckets. Yeah. Most of the time, you know what I'm saying? So if we do play, I'm just letting you know that that's generally how I play. Now, recently, I've been trying to do more backdoor cutting and just I'll go to the gym and I'll, I don't tell nobody. But in my head, I'm like, all I'm doing today is playing defense and playing off ball. Like, I'm not. That's what I did, like, the last three times I went. And dude actually got mad at me. He was like, bro, you're not being aggressive enough on offense. And I was like, bro. You got to score because I'm just here to play defense and get rebounds because I'm trying to, like, retrain my brain, bro, because I'm not good enough to be the dude that's dominating the ball all the time. Like, when I go and play with better people, like, I'm not, you know, I've been playing with, like, lesser skilled people or people that are small. Like, now I'm playing with, like, people that's more on my level or better than me. And so I'm obviously not going to have the ball all the time. Yeah. So I started working on those other things, bro. And uh, it's fun. It's been rewarding just doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been an experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I realized, like, okay, I'm not as good as this is. At this as I thought. I got to get better at this. But I like that. I like identifying my weaknesses and then trying to get better at them. That's yeah. the whole reason I do it. It's fun. Dude, I, I think. 
if you put me on a court with athletic dudes and I'm in shape, I can hang with most players and that's not saying I'm scoring. Damn. But if you give me in a four V four or five V five scenario, I can, ha- I can play defense. I can set picks. I can get the correct spacing. I have enough IQ that no matter what, even if I can't shoot or can't dribble, like I can find a way to make a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I take pride in that. Like I, I take pride in being able to like not be the idiot on the court who's, you know, you're on the high post and I'm standing next to you. And so you're double teamed. <laughs> like you yeah. can trust me out there. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, we, yeah, I got to come over there. We got it. Cause you say you play pickup all the time and I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous. Oh yeah. 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 See, it's I, not at, like uh, at lifetime, bro. Like, you know, I, you got to sign up for the little thing. You reserve a court. 10 people can be in there at a time and you get an hour. That's how they do it now. You know, since the, the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. And so I go in there and it's a lot of times it's the same dudes, you know what I'm saying? Oh boy at the front desk, shout out to my dog T, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to put me on. He told me about it like before they added it to the app and stuff. So I was able to kind of get in there early. But yeah, um, yeah man, it's fun, bro. It's fun. And it keep you, it keep you moving, get your heart rate up. I'm not in there trying to be Jordan. I'm just yeah. trying to stay in shape and have some fun. You feel me? I like that. I respect yeah. that. But anyway, I think I got like seven minutes or less on my camera. Yeah, yeah so, about that time. Uh, I say time. we quickly talk about, um, I want to talk about the Browns, just briefly. That's, yeah. Uh, I thought yesterday was dope because it was just the, they just played like a playoff team. You know, they handled their business. You know, the Giants did some dumb stuff. They did that red zone on fourth down, tried to throw it. But it's like they held strong in the red zone. They didn't give up points. You know, the offense just death by a thousand cuts. Baker was on it. He was just on like everything. He was just perfect. And the Giants defense is no joke. No, it's no joke. Their defensive line. I mean, they injured the, the right ta- The right guard was out for the Browns. Best guard in football on mm. PFF. He gets hurt and he's not playing in this game. Second play of the game, the backup gets hurt. So the third string's in and it's That's against crazy. their best defensive Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. And the Browns offensive line, incredible because Bill Callahan is the offensive line coach, and they just hold strong. They're just a unit. And Baker was just dicing that defense up. Just, yeah. It was just so nice to watch because it was like, my girlfriend was like, how come you get so pissed when they lose, but when they win, you're not even getting that hyped? I'm like, I'm just watching Baker go to surgery, and it's just like, I don't need to cheer after every 15-yard completion because it's every play. <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I'm just yeah, like, yeah. they're just kicking their ass and that, that's how it should be for a playoff team, you know? Yeah. So that was just beautiful. I just love, it was just nice. It just felt good. Let me ask you this, man. Um, I'm not saying y'all have it. I just, for information purposes, because what I was watching that game, I had it on. I wasn't watching yeah. it super hard because I felt like y'all took control of that game and when y'all get control of a game, this year, it's over. It I was is. like, this shit is over. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, it might... You might think it's a little closer than what I'm like, bro. Them dudes gonna control the game. They're not gonna be stopped at this point. Yeah. How many teams have y'all beat that y'all wasn't supposed to beat? Because I think what y'all have done, what I could say unequivocally, and this is no small thing. I might have said this before on one of these. I'm not sure, but now y'all always beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and you handle them. Like yeah, you know, if you're supposed to season. win, you handle that. Like, and that's the mark of either a good team or a team that's becoming like a really good team. Like once you can do that and there's no, like you don't have these huge letdowns. So I think that's consistent. That's there. How many teams have y'all beat that y'all weren't supposed to be? Colts, Titans, um, 
The that's Titans? probably the big Are we two. counting the Titans? They're 10 and 4. They're leading their division. Okay. They, they're running. I, I feel like the Derrick Henry is over. closing in on 2,000. I mean, he could, and the Browns shut him down. I mean, that defense is just like, so. Is it, it might be better now. It was terrible. I agree. It's there. not great, but they're, def, they're 10 and 4. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're 10 and 4, and I don't even know who they've lost to. We beat them. That's why I, I don't oh, have that was their, But that was, the, that was their one game. Like you said, you beat the teams on your opponent, and they had that one bad game. They've lost to Pittsburgh barely. Cincinnati, obviously. They lost to Indianapolis, the other 10-4 and four team, and then they lost to the Browns. And they've beaten think, everyone else. Like, I think the Colts and the Titans are good teams. They crushed Buffalo. I don't Buffalo. think they're elite. They crushed Buffalo? Yeah. Buffalo, I think Buffalo is bordering on elite. I think the Browns can beat everyone... Except so be for the Titans and the Colts. Is yeah, the it? Titans and the Colts, and uh, let's look. That's another good problem. Wins, Browns good wins, but that's, I'm not like overly impressed by those. They've just lost the games that they were supposed to. That's the problem. They so they they had that crazy game against Dallas. Obviously, Dallas is bad. They beat Indianapolis. They they just crushed everyone. And they, they they had an easy schedule. Like that's. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had an easy schedule. So, you know, everyone was hype on New York before this game, but they kind of got screwed this week. So that's hard to say that they, they weren't a good team. They're not a good um, offense. And the, let me see. Okay. I, I asked that question because I'm trying to project to the playoffs, right? And yeah. I'm wondering what does that look like? Like, what do you think as a Browns fan? Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of optimism, obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to be able to, like, actually be a playoff team like when it counts like do you think y'all are there yet or still the offense right? is guaranteeing us a shot in pretty much every game i think at this point okay the defense is suspect at best and it's injury prone if denzel ward can stay healthy and we can get our if keep our fronts uh four healthy because olivia vernon's playing like a beast and yeah. miles garrett just needs to get back because uh, he said his lungs are killing him from covid but the defense is so suspect. They're going to be the reason the Browns lose, in my opinion, in the playoffs. But the offense itself with how it's clicking, like Baker looks like the best I've ever seen him. So yeah. I think they're they're not going to get – whoever they play, they're not going to get dogged unless, it's the, unless the Chiefs get, run away from them. But everyone else, I think the Browns are in the game at, at the very least. The defense will hold them back, though. I think they won't get very far in the playoffs because of that. Mm-hmm. So – Man, I think y'all just in a great place. It is. Like, y'all don't need, and you're a real fan, so you can correct me. Y'all don't need anything offensively. <sighs> so you can really no. address that defense. And you know what I'm saying? Like in the offseason and next year be even stronger. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly my thought process as well. And it's going to yeah. be interesting because Delpit comes back. We haven't, and we don't, we don't know though. Uh, my camera just gave out, whatever. Uh, Damn it. My uh, uh, Greedy Williams, we don't know still. And those are guys we already have on the team. Mm-hmm. The linebackers are a joke. The safeties are this year are a joke. Is Mac and Wilson trash? Mac Wilson just can't make a tackle in open field to save his life. He's decent in coverage, and he's just so inconsistent in the run game mm-hmm. that it's like you watch the Browns, and it's like they – they get it's like that classic the the gap opens up and it's a one on one tackle and it's either a two yard gain or it's a seven yard gain and it's a seven yard gain more often than not because he misses the tackle or he gets dragged back. He's just inconsistent and that's okay. that's the kind of the name of the game for the linebackers too, and and just the defense in general. Yeah, 
but the D-line definitely can overwhelm guys. But if they're playing a good team, good offense, Buffalo, uh, the Ravens, Chiefs, it's just scary. They're going to score almost every drive. Gotcha. That's just how it is. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, Bengals suck, so I don't really need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> they better hey, if, they, if they can win tonight. That's huge. That'd be we're sick. Not, we're not winning tonight, bro. Hey, I Why? always it's the NFL. Anyone can beat anyone. I don't care. It's a rivalry game. I believe. No, no, no bro. I, bro, no. I'm sorry. I no. keep saying no because the more you say no, the more like the football gods will be like, all right. No, first and foremost, we can't beat the Steelers. We couldn't beat the Steelers when we was good, right? Then we can't beat primetime. So we got the Steelers, we got primetime. And then on top of that, we actually suck right now. Like, it's not even like we're – sometimes we're okay or we're pretty good and we go into these situations, we still lose. We suck right now. And, yeah, it's not happening, bro. I, I've seen people say, I'm like, bro, stop saying that. Like, just cut it out, bro. It's going to be an ugly game, bro. Like, yeah. I, I feel I feel kind of bad for my dudes because I really don't see no type of way we can win this. Big Ben going to be taking shots at the beginning of the game. Mark my words. He's going to be picking on them corners. And the receivers that have been dropping every pass, they're going to catch every single thing thrown their way. Chase Claypool's going to have 200 yards. I'm telling you, bro. Like I, I've seen this movie before. Hey, all, right. all I'm saying is they might win 99 times out of 100, but it could be that one. Yeah, could be that one. I believe. I, I'm good with that. We got a one percent chance. <laughs> it's more I'm, than that. It's probably like a 10 percent chance. Okay. Okay. What are you? Saying? I am not <laughs> saying they're gonna win. I'm saying I'm holding We're out. We're starting hope. Ryan Finley, bro. <laughs> I've hey, seen bro. crazier. I've seen crazier. No, you haven't, bro. No, you haven't. You I haven't have. seen crazier. I mean, I what? can't think of an example, of it, but upsets happen. You know what I mean? App State beats Michigan. You know what I mean? I mean, the Jets did win yesterday. The Jets did beat the they Rams. Beat the Rams. So yeah. that's pretty. That's probably a bigger upset, honestly. No, no, it's not. The no, Jets hadn't not, won a game. Yeah, but it's not like a rivalry on Monday Night Football. Like with a team, yeah, but with that the starting should quarterback be... and a second string and third string quarterback out with the worst offensive line in the game against a team that's lost what two games all year, one game back two? to back. They're gonna get back on track this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I'm saying? a we'll Bengals get, fan look, tonight. We'll get, we'll get the Steelers, bro. If if you're a Bengals fan, then you just know what's coming. Like don't. Don't be like the fake optimistic. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was there. And like coaches sold me on a bunch of crap about them developing the offensive linemen we had. And I bought it because I'm a fan and I want to believe. I, obviously, I really do. But at this point, like, I'm, I'm also not stupid. Like, you can't fool me again. We're going to get beat yeah. really bad. Anyway, man, thank y'all for coming through. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Bro, this is actually a fun one. Um, we'll catch y'all next time, man. KTL camera went out a long time ago. But I'm going to say peace. And then he's going to say... Peace. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>